So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 144 for April 15th, 2018. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Nemesis 0320-Bash. I I didn't know we were starting already, oh jeez. Yes you did, I told you we were starting. No you you didn't, get on with it. Okay, okay. So, what games have you played this week, Connor? I re-downloaded Minecraft recently. Uh, specifically for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, so how is it? How is it on the Switch? I haven't played it on there. Is it just like the Android port? Uh, I never played the Android port, but I have played on the Xbox version. I'd compare it to the Xbox version. Handheld mode, it's you could kind of tell that the draw distance isn't as far, but I could also you know take it out of my pocket and play it literally anywhere. So I think that is a fair trait. I neat. would say I, I still think PC is the way that I prefer to play. Just it's easier to control. Plus, yeah, I could hop into VR if I wanted to, you know. But as far as having something to just turn off my brain and zone out for 35 minutes or something like that on the train, I think it's going to be great for that. I wonder uh, when they're going to add in Virtual Boy support for the Switch. So. <laughs> uh, more importantly, when are they going to be <laughs> releasing Skyrim for the Virtual Boy? Come on. Yeah, there we go. All red. All red everything. And Connor mm. would play that, too. I would. I actually have a virtual boy like in my house right now. Oh, do you? I think. That's, that's neat. My I brother do not, had one. I do not have a virtual boy. Apparently, because they were doing so poorly, uh, when they were just trying to get rid of stock, they were only like $20 a piece. So, and you didn't pick them up then? Well, I was like seven. So no. And you didn't pick it up then? I know. I the, the time in my life when I had $20 and I was like, oh my God, this is more money than I've ever seen. Yes, that's when that's when I went and bought video games. And you didn't pick one up then? No, I did not. I did not pick one up then. So what uh, other than Skyrim or Skycraft, what did you play? Uh, playing a lot of Isaac. I just unlocked the D sick for Isaac. So uh, my coworker would describe that as the point where the game gets really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm. I know you play the living hell out of Isaac, so I'm sure this is you know a couple of years ago back comparatively for you. Yeah, I've but had the D six for a while. God damn it! I just I love Binding of Isaac. It's such a great game. It's a good game. Yes, and uh, uh, you know we had we used to have an interview with uh, Edmund, Edmund McMillan, but unfortunately I, I we lost that. So. Well, I, I remember buying the game for that interview and then mm-hmm. getting sick and not being able to be on the interview. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you weren't able to be there. It's it's for the best. And then that I'm also sorry that our mutual friend lost that. Lost. He lost with, the interview. With air yes. quotes. Yes. He, he lost or deleted it or something. So. See, I'd like to think sadistically he has it like on a flash drive that he keeps under his bed in a safe or something like that. Yes, that that's possible. You you have to fight him for the death for it. Oh, I could do that. He's not that far and, away. And we here at the Reeton Entertainment condone Reeton of Reeton Entertainment fighting people to the death. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I don't condone that because they probably would kill me first. Yeah, go for it. So, there's only one way to find out, dude. True. That's true. So I have been. I played a little bit of Binding of Isaac because my internet was down today. So and- I heard. Why, why do you live in a third world country where I, internet isn't just always available? I don't know. I had it on my phone, obviously. I was able to tweet, but my internet went down yesterday for a little bit, and it went down today for a little bit. So this is exciting times for Reeton. Yeah, what happens when it goes down during the recording? Then, or during our recording later tonight? Then I leave. I leave the mm, recording. And risky. then I take a nap. That's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like something you would do. You so my, my watch keeps going off, and I, I don't know how to mute it. I know I noticed that you should take it off and throw it away. All right, I'll just I'll just throw it. In the, I'm going to find out how to mute this. Continue with the podcast. Okay. So the games I've been playing, obviously, I played said I've been playing Binding of Isaac. I played some Persona earlier in this week, which still a really good game, and you hate it for some reason, but it's oh, it's, it's a very terrible good game. game. It's awesome. Oh, dude. You are it's never going to get it. Uh, the option to mute the phone is under sounds and vibration. <laughs> Why didn't I think of looking there before the podcast? I don't know. 
Thanks, so, Samsung. Thanks, Tizen. Yeah, they're the best. And then I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild. That was really yeah. good. I'm trying to do the Champion's Ballad right now where you get the motorcycle at the end. Yep. Champion's Ballad is great. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. And I like that it lowers the time for your uh, your champion skills. So it yeah, lowers using that them. with Revali's Gale is pretty essential. Yeah, when I found out what happens when you rebeat the bosses, that was the first one I went to. Yes, I did the one. I want to say the lightning one, but I yes, I I did the lightning one. So it only takes eight minutes for it to recharge instead of twenty four. I think. So you I can could just... see you as being someone who would be spamming Urbosa's Fury. Hell yeah! I, I feel like that's very much the Nathan Reeton's Ruth play style. Yes, cheating. That's what it is. Um. And that's about it. That's about all the games I played. I need to beat The Last Guardian because I bought or I borrowed that game from a friend at work and I will no longer have a job next week. So either I have to beat it or return it to him. And he wants me to beat the game before I return it to him. The problem is the game is terrible. Mm-hmm. I really, really hate that game. So just oh, like well. most Sony exclusives. Am <laughs> I right? Yeah, yeah. So, I wanted to tell you, I told you I was going to tell you something hilarious that I, I did. Almost. Yes, yes, you did. So oh, you didn't actually even do it? This is I, just something that you no, thought no, about doing? So, I did it. I did it, and then I deleted it. Because... Oh, if you tell me about the time that you took nude photos and sent them to your crush, I'm going to leave the podcast right <laughs> no, now. No, 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 no. So, my friend Carly and I are, you know, the, she's like us, so... Nathan... We'll be mean to each other online. So she'll put something on there and I'll be like, shut up, you're worthless, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, like a friend. Well, I did that. I said something mean. She said something mean to me on one of her posts. And then her friend came on and said something to the effect of like, hey, you know, don't be mean to her. She's too good of a woman for you. She doesn't need to take this crap. She's right, you know. She's it, correct on well, all of well, this. Well, yes, that, like, the guy is correct. wasn't a girl, it was oh, a guy. Right, the, the, the white knight. Yeah, and so she she's like, hey, you know, he's joking. Uh, like, Nathan and I do this all the time. It, it's a joke. And she's like, you're really sweet, though. And my reply was, yes, he's really sweet and stupid. He's like Forrest Gump, only dumber. <laughs> okay. Because I thought it was overkill. I thought it was funny, and she replies to me. She texts me, and she's like, "You need to delete that. He has a mental disability." <gasps> <laughs> Nathan. And I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" I laughed super hard as I was deleting it because even I have my limits on how much of an asshole I'm going to be. But I was just yeah. like, "Oh no." I had a similar situation come up in real life that I'm not going to tell on the podcast because, you know, people's privacy and stuff like that. But basically a guy I'd known for like half a year now, I'd only ever seen via webcam. Uh-huh. And uh, he was talking about like, you know, having a hard time walking around and going around and, you know, just getting around with it being cold and nothing being plowed. And I was like, you know, the problem is that you're just weak and frail. You know, you're, you're not built for the cold weather. And that's coming from the six foot five giant that's the funny part i then learned that he was in a wheelchair oh no oh no didn't i didn't know these things before the words came out of my mouth and when the rest of the room went quiet i'm just like right at the lobby i mean i was like well haha guys come on come on anyone Uh, anybody haha it's a joke it's oh no i feel bad now but that's my luck that's our luck yeah apparently so let's move on. Guys let's... like us go on the internet and tell shitty stories online. Stories yes. about like how Facebook will be free. Yes, Facebook will always be free. Apparently, he Zuckerberg in the he had a meeting with Congress about them selling our data. Yeah, you know, he might have heard about it. Yeah, Congress is like, stop. That's what we do. Yeah, and. He also went on for some reason. He said that fa- a version of Facebook will always be free. What type of version of Facebook would you be willing to pay for, Connor? I wouldn't. That's... Exactly. Yeah. 
And I'm, I I'm not going to give them money when they already make money off my data. Yeah, it says, you know, obviously it's leaving open the interpretation the platform could one day charge a fee. But my brain is wondering what type of fee is Facebook going to be wanting to charge? Because... If that happens, they're going to see a massive amount of people leave. I'm willing to bet that there would be like angry responses back to it, like possibly hostile. Because what that is basically saying to me is, hey, we have your data. And if you want to have control over it, you better give us some money. You're, yeah. you're, you're holding me for ransom at that point. The only, and- the only thing I could think of that they could do that wouldn't just set everyone ablaze would be to make a version of Facebook that you pay like $5 a month and it gets rid of ads. Like, or or they don't collect your data for $5 a month. See, that's, that is where I have an issue with it. Exactly. That's just saying, if you have the convenience, you could use the service that has basically been how we work in society. Most websites you go to, they'll just let you straight up use Facebook for your credentials, which Facebook. is a terrible fucking idea. Facebook but, or Google. But, and yeah, Google, Facebook, sometimes, Yahoo. Some, sometimes LinkedIn will will let you do that if you're applying for jobs. Yeah, Link, so. LinkedIn's, I mean, a little different because you're usually doing that to manage, like, applications. You're not doing that to log into a blog. Yeah, exactly. So I, I honestly, I, I also think that if you have your Facebook as public you shouldn't do that if you're applying for jobs mm-hmm. especially if you post bad things on facebook like pictures of yourself getting drunk and stuff like that i mean uh, let me just uh make this let's see what kind of bad stuff we have on this speaking of looking for jobs how hireable are you right now very uh not hireable mm. first photo i see is you in a ninja turtle outfit <laughs> I love the photo next to it of Ralphie in the rabbit suit. They they look very similar. Yes, you look yes. you look very professional, sir. Thank, I wish thank you. Good luck in your job. <laughs> I also have a, a Star Trek onesie now. That's nice. I'm so, uh I recently got big into Star Trek, so yeah, I appreciate that. It's good. It's good. I've I've watched Star Trek Discovery. It wasn't the best or good at all. No, but, I, I I like just finished Deep Space Nine a month ago or something like that. I'm way behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Deep Space Nine's really good. Uh, I would say that's the second best Star Trek. Probably TNG. I, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. TNG's the first. Deep Space Nine's the second. Honestly, I really hated the original series. I've really seen did. most of the first episode and I I couldn't finish it. It's I, too I campy. hear it gets better. I know it's. You know, 1960s height of imagination, but it's also like 50 years old now. I would say Voyager is pretty good for the most part. There's bad things in it, but I I like (laughs) it. Which is not Seven of Nine, which is the opposite of a bad thing. Yeah, she was the best thing in Voyager. And And that's all I know about it. (laughs) You'll, You'll watch it, and it's all right. There's a lot of episodes that leave you scratching your head and the characters act stupidly, but it's all right. Enterprise, mm. Enterprise, the acting was fine, but I didn't like any of the characters or stories really until it until like the later seasons, and then it died. So, eh. I mean, is there really such thing as a Star Trek with a good season one? Um, Except for Next Generation, which has a an okay season one. No, the Next Generation season one was awful. Uh, it was it was okay. No, it wasn't. There were like, there were like two watchable episodes. It was, it was okay. No, it wasn't. Stop trying. Great. Like they, they had some good episodes. Like Brothers is a really good episode, where you Um, find out about lore. Yeah, that's a good one. Isn't the Q continuum? Isn't that season one or the the one where he judges them? Yeah, that's the first episode. Yeah, that's the first episode. That one's great. The first two episodes. And then they had another one where they went on a planet full of black people who act like who acted like it was Africa. Mm-hmm. What a what a wild time the future is. Yeah, what a wild, wild racist time. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how how about that podcast? Yeah, how about that? Let's talk about anything else right now. Yeah. So 
Oh, this is a good one, and I like yeah, it. I love of this terrible, one. Awful things. So the warranty stickers, you find them on everything. So you buy a phone, it's like warranty void if removed. You buy original Xbox or a new Xbox, you'll and you flip it over, you'll see like those stickers say warranty void if removed. You'll remove the sticker so you can get to a screw underneath. Apparently, those are illegal according to the FTC. Thanks, FTC, for strangely enough having our best interests in mind. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why that's the thing. The FCC does not have our best interests in mind. The FTC does. So uh, I'm waiting for next week when we get a new head of the FTC. Yeah, um, is that happening next week? Do we know yeah. who it's going to be yet? Uh, Steve Are they Ballmer. deciding in closed tribunal? No, it sounds like they know it. I don't know. It's a joke. Uh, ah. So it says in on, here on Motherboard, it says, as we report, reported before, it is bullshit and illegal under federal law for electronics manufacturers to put warranty void if removed stickers on their gadgets. And it's also illegal for companies to void your warranty if you fix the device yourself or via a third party. So the idea is that companies such as Microsoft and Sony pepper those warning labels over everything and but there was a 1975 warranty act what is a magnuson moss warranty act no manufacturer mm-hmm. is allowed to put repair restrictions on a device um it offers a warranty on dozens of companies do it anyway and the ftc has put them on notice so they've been doing this for the last 35 years at least a little longer than 35 years here, the government has had to step in and be like, hey, don't be dicks. It took and them nothing it took them it took them like 40 years to do something. Good they, riddance. I mean, I, I, I'm glad something is being done yeah. about it. Um, I've certainly of- had issues well, on a on a little bit of a side tangent. I know it's not exactly the same thing as right to repair, but when uh, when a developer defines something with very specific uh, parts in mind like there's a word that i'm looking for that's not coming to me when Exclusive? it's their specific brand proprietary yeah, proprietary is the word i was looking for if you're stupid fucking plastic box if i can't get into it because you have proprietary screws or some stupid ass like that i'm not gonna buy your product ever again yeah so apple also routinely tells people that they cannot use third-party repair companies and aftermarket parts require or regularly break iPhones due to software updates. That's what pisses me off. Mm -hmm. So um, even, even with charging devices. So they're putting out an update right now, I believe that will break your iPhone six. If you have replaced the screen with a different screen, like if the screen broke, it was out of warranty. You remove the screen and put one in yourself you then are re- going to get your phone bricked because they're awful. That's some stupid shit. <clears throat> they also would do the same thing with third-party chargers. So I used to have a iPhone 4 years upon years ago, and I, would, I bought a third-party charger, and I would plug it in, and it would be fine. And then one day I plugged it in, and Apple was like, nope, third-party charger, it won't charge your phone. Ha ha, buy a proprietary charger. Hey, how much on the iPhone 4 was the charger? Just I'm curious if you know that number. Uh, it, If you bought it proprietary, it was probably over $20. <sighs> yeah. Disgusting. So the letters warn that the FTC T staff has concerns about the company's statements that consumers must use specified parts or service providers to keep their warranties intact. The FTC wrote in a press release, unless warranters provide the parts or services for free or receive a waiver from the FTC, such statements generally are prohibited by the Magnuson-Moss Warranty Act, a law that governs consumer products. Uh, Such statements may be deceptive under the FTC Act. So it goes, the, the, this article goes on, it's of course listed in the comment or in the description box below. So it actually is, is stating that if it's under $15, you can have warranty stuff like that. But if it's over the price of $15, uh, it's illegal to put warranty stickers on it, which I think I is, also, uh, that's I, I sort of feel like if you're getting something that's 15 or lower, it's almost going to just be worth the price to 
get another of that thing. Yeah. Which might be exactly what that loophole is designed to prevent, but right. I don't know. So we asked FC- they asked FTC for more information, blah, blah, blah. Um, the companies have 30 days to update their websites and comply with the U.S. federal law before the FTC takes further action. The commission hasn't enforced warranty law with an electronics manufacturer, uh, but it did use the MMWA as a hammer in court before. In 2015, it's which is the uh, Magnuson Moss Warranty Act. Uh, in 2015, it settled out of court with BMW when the car manufacturer forced consumers to use authorized dealers to get repairs. So, yeah, I think this is um, this is good. Actually, it's a good thing that's happening from our government. So yeah, the more that anything that violates right to repair is brought into the spotlight and talked about, the more I support it. Yeah, because I think you should have the right to repair your own devices and not get messed up. So if like. If a fan is not work, like let's say a fan gets unplugged from something somehow, like your Xbox gets jostled around, and you just have to go in and plug in the three pin connector, you have you have to void your warranty to do that. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. So, I don't like when I don't like when designers assume that their end users is too dumb to fix their own products. Yeah, or so, or even that they're going to penalize them for trying. Right. Forget that. So that's, that's bad business practice. I don't want to support that. Yeah. So I'm really, really hoping that those stickers just kind of go away. Most people aren't going to do that anyway. Most uh, repair their own devices? No, most people aren't. Yeah, and they're just penalizing the the small percentage of people who will, and they're making it so that third party repair shops then are in trouble. Like with that with the iPhone. If a, you take your phone to a third-party repair shop and they replace the screen, but it wasn't covered under the Apple warranty, you could just literally have your phone bricked because Apple are douchebags. Well, do you want to know what they're doing, Nathan? Do you want to do you want to know what these slimy sons of bitches are trying to get away with? They're trying they're to sell trying you to a make new phone. Money. Oh, they're trying to make lots and lots of money off of you. Yes. Bastards. You know who else doesn't want to make money off of you? Uh, fans who create Fallout mods? Yes, exactly. Is that what you're segwaiting? Yes, Seg- segwaiting. Segwaiting, segwaiting. Okay. I'm going to take another sip of this good drink here, and hopefully that'll loosen me up. Okay. So, Fallout New California. They're coming out with a mod for New Vegas, which is apparently going to be pretty amazing. And it's been in beta for... Or it's been in creation since 2000. 10 i'll see it's in the uh 2009 back when it was project brazil okay so it's actually at the end of the article um there's an update with brandon lee uh not the not the guy from the crow it says (laughs) i really got to rip that 2009 thing in the nip that 2009 thing in the bud uh i had designs online for the idea in 2010 but rick and i didn't actually start development until 2012 so it's been in development for it was in it was in pre-planning in 2010, but it actually started development in 2012, so for about six years. Yep, six years, yeah. not nine. So, do you know anything about this? You're you're pretty big into the Fallout community. I am pretty big into the Fallout community. I'm also a little bit familiar with Project Brazil. Uh, there was a while back in like uh, this was when I was finishing up high school, so that was like 2011, 2012-ish. Oh, you're uh, so was, young. I'm just a baby. Uh, that's you know, I was just finishing getting my first real gaming computer done, and I wanted to try the limits to it. And at the time, New Vegas was probably one of the the more graphically intense games that I had. So I do what any young aspiring modder does and modded the living hell out of the game. Yeah. In the big overhauls, like in Skyrim, they have. Uh, I don't think Skyrim was out yet. No, no, Skyrim was out in 2011. So even Skyrim, we were getting. I thought Skyrim you know, was 2012 at that time. Uh no, Skyrim was eleven, 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 dude. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, did what? What about this game? Have you have you been reading up on uh, New California? Uh, New California? No, I have not. So... I'm glad that my segue had nothing to contribute to the story, <laughs> other than that, you know, if you played a uh, Elder Scrolls game properly in the last, I don't know, fifteen years, that means you've been playing with mods. Yeah, I got so much respect for the modders out there, especially the ones who get oh, together yeah. and make huge projects like New California. 
I these usually... guys can't make money off of it. Everything nope. they do has to be kind of. I mean, I know they're not on NDA or anything like that, but it's all, it's all basically what you're doing in your free time, you know? Right. And, Lots and I of have, props to them. yeah, I have huge respect for those people that do modding and don't make money off of it. So there are some paid mods. If you go through certain outlets, you can get, you can get paid, but like donations and stuff like that. Or the community club. Everyone loves the community club, right, Reeton? Yeah, it's great. Sure. That's the thing that they tried to do with uh, Steam, right? Uh, it's what they did do with their games. Oh, okay, good. So, uh, it's not just a cosmetic mod that tweaks the environment, so obviously they're adding new content. Um, it's not just something that adds weapons and armor. What it is intended to do is be a unique experience with its own branching storyline and side quests. Um, the game place takes bleh, the game takes place on a newly created map on Black Bear Mountain National Forest in California. The mod has an all-new radio station called New California Republic Radio. It also features more than 14,000 lines of new dialogue. These things alone are pretty impressive, coming from a small team of fans who work on the project in their spare time. This is all from TechSpot. Uh... Then there is that wildly branching main quest. He describes the programming of the campaign as a labyrinth and the density of a neutron star. It's just a deep branching web conditions and checks on unexpected player behavior. For now, the beta is being tested internally. He did shy away from saying when it would be ready for public testing, just saying you can't play it quite yet, but soon. What they're trying to do is make it beta ready, which... It's funny because betas have been the idea of a beta the the meaning of it has changed but what it actually means in the gaming community is that you can play from start to finish with no blockers. So you can still have like crashes and stuff like that in the game or you can have bugs, but if they're game breaking bugs, those should all be weeded out now and they're they're just working on the finishing touches. Uh, you a mean lot beta of... isn't, I'm going to throw the price of the game at you and then get early access? That's yeah, not what that exactly. means anymore? Exactly. I have a friend who's trying to get me to play Radical Heights with him. Radical Heights? I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> it's PUBG. Is it still in beta? Uh, it just got into early access. But it's mm. free on Steam. And it's one of those popular PUBG-style games? Yeah, it's one of those uh, Battle Royale games. Yeah, here's Battle the, Royale. Here's the problem with it. It sucks. And not just, oh no, this, you know, I died, I got killed. The buildings don't have textures yet. Uh, I mean, how recently it's been worked on? Is this like a couple of months out of the furnace or something like that? Pretty much. It's the people who made Lawbreakers have switched to trying to make money off this Battle Royale thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this the same side project we talked about, the Lawbreakers thing? Like yeah, yeah. Or something like that. yeah is this so. the same project? Okay. And so I think what happened was Lawbreakers was making so little money for them that they're like, okay, team, we have like $12. We need to release something that we can make some money off of. Uh, let's throw together this battle royale thing and hope people buy, uh, weapons in game and stuff. Yeah. And battle so, royales are popular right now, right? Yeah. Give the kids a battle royale. And so they just threw this game together, put it in early access and didn't bother texturing anything. Didn't bother doing anything like that. It's a pain. It's stupid. Just, I'm sorry guys. Lawbreakers failed. Okay. Just. Work on the actual complete, actually completing a game and then releasing it. Don't release even in early access. I've seen games that are way more finished than this when they first come out. Rust was pretty good when it first came on early access, and it just kept getting better. Radical Heights doesn't even have textures on their buildings, so maybe maybe do that. And shame on you, professional video game studio. I guess. <laughs> Yes, and shame on you, Steam Spy. I yeah, don't... what the hell's up with that, man? So, what is Steam Spy? Steam Spy is the thing where you could like look at trends in video games, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, it gives you metadata. Um, I think it queries. I'm not sure if it queries just specifically Steam, like you know who's online playing what at a time, or if it has like Punkbuster services in it or something like that. I think but what it, it's I think, just kind of irrelevant because it's going away. Yeah, I think what it is is that Steam Spy is is it's metadata, so you can like look at a game and you can see like okay, a lot of people are playing this game, or okay, this type of person plays this game. So like. Okay, so from 25 to 35, this is how many people have bought this game within this age range. That's what I'm thinking it does. Right, I never it's that, it. and then, like, what percentage of players got the first achievements, sir? Yeah, yeah, it probably doesn't discriminate the achievements. It probably just says who got what percentage of which, but yeah. regardless, it gives you metadata about your game. So what Steam is doing is Steam is updating their policy and basically making it so that all of the uh i apologize all of the accounts are automatically made private unlike facebook so when you go to look at an account if you're not a friend with them it'll just say this account is private and you won't be able to see any of their metadata you won't be able to see that connor plays my little pony friendship is magic all the time hey why are you telling people that that game is great and I don't have enough information about the game to make any this, anything funny out of this bit. So let's keep going. You know, there is a game called Hello Kitty Online. Uh, is, it, is it the Island Adventure from South Park? No. That's the only one I know of, man. No. So what, unfortunately, because of that privacy setting, Steam Spy won't be able to get their metadata. Which, I mean, it's good or bad. I understand why developers would want to use that. They would want to say, okay, this Battle Royale thing. Other than pub, let's look at PUBG. How many players does PUBG has? It has about 14 billion players. And half of them are bots. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Yes. Hey, but, you want to farm some spawnables? But, but they could say, okay, how many people are playing PUBG? And then say, how many people are playing another Battle Royale game? And say, okay, so for, let's say, an actual realistic number, 2 million people are playing PUBG. And there's somebody playing, like, there's 500,000 people playing this competing uh, Battle Royale game. Then you could say, okay, so even though we're not going to be able to beat PUBG with with this Battle Royale, we could potentially get 500,000 people and maybe some of the people from PUBG if we make a new Battle Royale. And so they could look at that data and kind of determine what type of game they're going to make. Maybe there's a better word for this, but I would describe that is I don't know, vulturously making a product. Yeah, if that's... the lifespan of your game is determinately stealing the life of other games. Maybe you should go back to the drawing board and stop being such a greedy little piggy. Well, and and also you have to look at it this way: like, how many games throughout the years have we heard were going to be wow killers? Oh yeah, there you go. That's a good comparison. Like, lots. Just... And and what really upsets me about that is with WoW, World of Warcraft, if if anybody didn't know what I was talking about, it it changed a lot of stuff. So before WoW, there were games like, you know, EverQuest or Ultima Online, Final <laughs> Fantasy XI. Which, before WoW, MMO boxes didn't have to say things like, it's just like WoW on them. Exactly. But but you had different games. So EverQuest was different f- from Ultima, which was different from Final Fantasy. And then World of Warcraft came out. And it kind of set the stage for what video, what MMOs were going to be for the next decade or more. Because people looked at the success of WoW, and instead of trying to be like WoW in the sense that they were innovative and they changed things up. They just tried to copy WoW and then be like, we're going to be a WoW killer by being exactly like WoW. That's not how WoW beat all the other MMOs. The way they beat them was by being different. And, and you know, by different, you mean addictive with really simple feedback loops. Yes, that exactly. That was the secret, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um,. So there's a lot of developers here who are... There's some developers who are upset. So um, Dreamfall Director, um, he said this really sucks. 
Uh, Steam Spy has been an invaluable tool for us, and more transparency in game sales would be great for the industry in general. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it was one of the few resources that small developers had for assessing the market. It also encouraged public- publishers to be transparent with their developers about sales figures. So I wonder um, if if there's a way that Steam would be willing to share that data. Because Steam, Steam's going to have that data, but I wonder if there's a way for them to share that data without hurting people's privacy. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, if you're a developer and you're not like a AAA title or something like that, Steam, it'd be cool if Steam was like, hey, we have a tool that could help you check on data, you know, like marketing data, for example, how to push your product better. Yeah, It benefits Steam if they do it. It certainly benefits the developer if they do it. Who yeah. gets hurt by that? Except, you know, maybe exploiting people, but... Yeah, I don't know. You're on a market yeah. to sell games. You're going to sell games on it. That's yeah, not really exploiting. It's capitalism. Ex- capitalism is synonymous with exploitation. Um, it's, it, it is. I, <laughs> it sickens me if it's a yeah. bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, one, one person said from Pillar of Eternity, he said, pour one out for Steam Spy. Thanks for being there in times of darkness. So, and then other people said, as much as I like Steam Spy, making users' libraries hidden by default is 100% the right privacy call. It's another another developer said, a good privacy policy decision by Valve. A physical or digital retailer shouldn't expose anyone's purchase history by default. And for the most part, I do trust Valve with, yeah. uh, with, my, with my video game metadata. Like, maybe I shouldn't, but... Probably not. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they aren't doing anything nefarious with it. I, I, for the most part, when they recommend video games to me, they are games I want to play. So even if I am being targeted, it's it's effectively doing it. Yeah. And the last one, it says the last one I'm going to talk about, it says, uh, unfortunately, actually, it's not the last one because I just saw the first word of the next one. Unfortunately, so what you're saying vast, is it's the last one you saw, you idiot. Yes. Unfortunately, the last majority, the vast majority of Steam Spy armchair statisticians witness completely mi- would. That's weird. I've witnessed completely misinterpreted every single bit of data out there. No more robots founder Mike Rose. Steam Spy disappearing means that people who actually know what they're talking about can still estimate current sales pretty well, while people who maybe not the best at this stuff can't make up their own numbers anymore. And then here's the last one I'm going to read. It says, God damn it, how am I going to be a consumer advocate if I can't see an unreliable estimate of how a game sold and then do bad math to come to a concrete number of how much the lazy devs did or did not make? I like the way that guy put it. Well said. Yes, good, good. So, Steam Spy, valuable tool. Apparently they weren't using it right, some people think. And uh, it's dying. So if, if you have any any if you are a developer and you're listening to this, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you if wasted your time. If you're a developer and you're listening to this, I'm sorry you wasted your time listening to this podcast, let alone using Steam Spy as a service. Yeah. So let's get into some not some awesome stuff. Um, not so awesome is actually. It, it's the title. It, it's that the title. Me. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that wasn't you being cheeky. Yeah. So, Not So Awesome is a collection of stories, basically, of a website called Channel Awesome. Now, people might not know who Channel Awesome are. Uh, Channel Awesome is that guy with the glasses, or as many people know him, Nostalgia Critic, Doug Walker. Mm -hmm. And Channel Awesome is the website that, and and that guy with the glasses previously, but it's a website that a lot of people used to be on, and it was an aggregate site. So, kind of like what we do here at Reet Entertainment, but on a much larger scale. So, like, yeah, and they like, have better talent, and they have talent and production and quality. But you know, basically, Connor has a, an account on my website. He can come to Reet Entertainment and post a video or a blog or whatever he wants to do. I will then moderate it if it's bad, just in case you're getting any ideas. <laughs> so, and I can revoke your rights. But basically, for from like 2009 was their height, I want to say, to like 2012. And they had like 40 producers on there. So they had like Obscurus Lupa, uh, Phalus, 
Benzai, Spoonie was on there. And so they had a bunch of people on there. And people would go to their site, and every day there would be, you know, a new five or six videos that were up there. And it was great, because you could see new people who were doing reviews or, or different things on the website. Apparently, it was awful to work there, though. And that's why they have created this not-so-awesome document. Have you read through this at all? Uh, see, I started reading through this when you posted it today at, like, I don't know, one thirty or something like that. I got, like, 15 pages in where I decided to go, Jesus, how long is this thing? It is... And I saw that I was not even a quarter of the way done. And, like, yeah. a true American, I was like, well... I'm not going to read this right now, but yeah. so far what I have read of this, like the stories that's talking about like the Alison Pregler, Caitlin Sedoso and everything like that, it sounds kind of like there was some scummy shit going on yeah. behind the scenes. So what I like, so Obscurus Lupa, which uh, is Alison Pregler, yeah. she was the first one who started this, her and Mars Girl. Mm-hmm. And they started this and basically they were talking about, they were, they were doing filming on one of the anniversary specials. One of the things that happened on the anniversary special is, let's say Reaton Entertainment was making a ton of money, and I wanted to do a crossover where you're in, you come to Oregon, and we make a video. I would probably, if, if I'm making enough money to do a crossover like that, I'm going to pay for you guys to come over here. I would probably get an Airbnb or something like that. I would pay for you guys to come over here and then get you as far away from my house as possible. Well, I'm thinking if if I had like four... It's it's, it's professional. I I understand. I'm just playing with you, man. But but if I had like four or five people coming over, I also wouldn't want you guys cramped up in like the living room. Mm, I'm sleeping in your bed tonight, Nathan. All right. That's fine. Uh, My bed's a little short for you, probably. Yeah, probably. Get on with it. (laughs) Anyway, so they were talking... She was talking about how... For one of the anniversary specials, everyone was miserable. Everyone was like stuck in like a hot attic until somebody came and was like, okay, you guys, you're coming down to film this scene. Like they had like no idea on how to make a movie. They didn't have any food for the people that were there. They, <laughs> they didn't have a craft services table. Yeah. Those they, bastards. they didn't bring sandwiches. <laughs> like they didn't do anything. I mean, I don't know about you, but I always like getting into character with moderate heat stroke from staying in an attic too long. <laughs> oh, okay, it, good. It really makes me get into character. I'll remember that. So, at my favorite part is that they said, you know, she's, she goes and she says, you know, everyone was miserable. And the first thing that Channel Awesome did, after they, after they read through this document, Channel Awesome put out a statement. I didn't, I didn't tweet, or I didn't put the, the statement in the notes. But the first statement they put out was, we're sorry you feel that way. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. Yeah. And then they put out another statement, which was their re- uh, rebuttal, basically. And if you scroll down to the bottom in the rebuttal, it shows um, Obscur- Obscurus Lupa. And she's talking about making, I believe it was uh, Suburban Nights or, or Toboli Flea, one of the two. Oh, Suburban Nights. And it shows, you know, she's sitting there in the video and she's like, you know what? Everyone had fun. You know, it was great time. I really had fun with the people and making this video. And they're like, see, not everyone was miserable. But what they forgot to mention. There was one person who was cool with it. Well, no, this is one of the, this was the person, to be fair, Obscurus Lupa is the one who said everyone was miserable. And then in this video, she's saying not everyone was miserable. Everyone was having a good time. However, this is also from the Suburban Nights uh, like special credits or, or special features, which came out on the DVD. And so it, what are you going to say on the, the special features? Are you going to be like, yeah, this production sucked dick? <laughs> I hated being here. This shit sucked. Yeah. I'm miserable. I want to go home. No, Fuck you're, Fuck you're, Fuck you're you. yeah, they want you to, to talk it up so that people want to buy the movie and stuff. Come on. Uh, and there, there was another thing I had to talk about. Oh no. Oh just, no. You're just upset and angry now. Um, so there's a at the end of the document, and and if you're if you're curious about all this drama, you can read through it. There's somebody called Jane Doe, 
who didn't want to be named because they were afraid that they would be harassed, which uh, rightfully so. Right. So there was. Did you read the one about the grooming stuff? Uh, no, I had not gotten that far. Uh, the page that I left off on specifically, it doesn't say. It's talking about how the company policy was going to be coming soon on a link that never showed up. Oh, so I, yeah. I, I still got some ways to go. So Jane Doe talks about a guy. She was 18 at the time, and she was talking about how she had the mentality of a 16-year-old. So there was this producer on the site who was grooming her and got her to do sexual stuff on camera and stuff like that. And I kind of rolled my eyes at this because she's 18. She said yes. She has given consent. And so I was like, okay, that's wrong. But apparently it it turns out that that person had done other stuff with other fans uh, in fact, there was one point where apparently a girl passed out and he started fondling her and stuff. And yeah, it sounds like a real stand-up guy. Yeah, and... What, what a good producer. Channel Awesome accidentally outed who it was. Oh, yeah? Oops. <laughs> so, yeah, they did it. They did a bad. So they yeah, released that's... a chat log. And it basically, uh... it says, um... Hey, I'd like to meet at ten thirty to discuss what we're gonna ha- how we're gonna handle this person, the groomer. Uh, then they go on, they go on. Wait, are you not gonna be around eleven meeting? Blah blah blah. And they go on and they say something to the effect of, "Yeah, I'll talk to him on Thursday." And they in the channel awesome doc or, or rebuttal that their response. You know, they obviously blink out the person's name. It says, um, did we want to drop him on Friday? And if so, what time early? Okay, I'll grab him tomorrow or Thursday. The dates line up with Jew Wario. Oh, no. Yeah. So the dates are uh, on the 12th of February, 2013 is when they're having this conversation, which I looked. I believe that was a Tuesday. It says I'll grab him today or Thursday, tomorrow or Thursday, which would be Wednesday or Thursday. Hey, why, why are you not sure if you looked it up? Did you actually look it up? Or you I did. Just I did look that? it up. I just I'm just making sure I remember. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. And then on on the fr- that Friday is when Jew Wario posted his Hey, I'm not going to be with that guy with the glasses anymore. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, apparently. Jew Wario was um was a rapist. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. And then a year later he killed himself. Yeah, that might explain some things there. Yeah. So... I I enjoyed his video about not being dumb, but that obviously seemed like a cry for help. Yeah. I like And we, we know that now. Yeah. And so unfortunately this document is too too long to go into in like the full like, okay, let's go. Welcome through. to the Reaton Entertainment four hour podcast extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. Page one. <laughs> Al- so, this is how many people have spoken about it Allison Pregler, mm-hmm. uh, Kaylin, Holly Brown, who is the HR person who apparently was uh, fired because X reason, whatever. Also, did you know that uh, Doug Walker actually did not doesn't own the Nostalgia Critic? I did recently find that out. I That's actually stupid. thought that this was like Doug and his brother's project, but no, I guess yeah. they have a ringleader. Yeah, uh, Mike Mashad, who the majority of this document is about how shitty Mike Mashad is. Mm-hmm. I get that impression. Um, Louis uh, Lovehog. I don't know how to say his actual name. Linkara. Linkara. Uh, Suede. Uh, Jesu Otaku, which did you know Jesu Otaku is a dude? No. I did not know. Yeah. But apparently his name is Jacob Chapman. Chapman, yeah. It used to be Hope, but uh they got they got the turning into a guy thing. So good the for surgery them. Surgery they needed. Good good for them. Uh people uh, do whatever. Yeah, Benjamin Daniel, Benzai, uh Chaos D one, which Chaos D one was let go without them telling him. Yeah, that's one of the articles that I found out before you posted this. 
Yeah, apparently he missed a day on posting. He was a day late in posting one of his videos on the site. And so they removed his his access to post on the site. And so he went on Twitter and said something to the effect of, hey, who all watches me on Channel Awesome? And he was just asking the question. He just wanted to gauge like how many people were watching him there. And apparently that upset them. So they just fired him without telling him. Yeah, it's pretty scummy. Yeah. The uh the what what the hell do you call it? The clunk at the conglomeration or the 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 person who manages all of the accounts, uh yeah. the channel awesome LLC as it were. Yeah. Dude I imagine they make money, right? They do. They make money on like, ads and stuff. And do they make a lot of money though? I, I'm sure all the, the ad sense from all the videos watching join together. It's I'm sure it's No, 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 no. Not. So they weren't an MCN. They were they were just an aggregate site. So they actually didn't make any money on the videos on the site. They made money from the ads on the site around the videos. And that was their, their marketing schema. Yeah. So then we have uh, Dr. Gonzo, which that's listed as his real name. <laughs> I'm sure it's not, but it's, it says like their name and then like what they do. So like, Obscurus Lupa, it says Allison Pregler, and then in parentheses says Obscurus Lupa. So it says nope, Dr. Gonzo. Gonzo. Nerd Dr. to the third power. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe Leon, he's an actual doctor. You know, maybe. If, if you got your doctorate degree, you earned that prefix. That's true. Uh, Leon Thomas, who I actually really like Leon Thomas. So if you, if, if, I, I think that he does really good videos. Uh, Sean Faust, that's another one. So there, apparently there was a guy named Mike Ellis who used to be one of the higher ups, like he owned part of the site mm -hmm. and he had like a two hour conversation with Sean Faust trying to get Sean to like do sexual things with him. Yeah. It sounds like a stand up guy. Yeah. That I Ellis. things happen to these people that, yeah. you know, m mostly that they're held responsible and accountable for their exactly. actions. Uh, Beth Elderkin. I don't know who that is. Uh, Safara, uh, Topher Ames, Anne America, Tom White, Lindsay Ellis, who's the nostalgia chick. Uh, one of the things that her and Linkara didn't like was that Linkara, like in Into Boldly Flee, I think, is that there's like a rape scene, or it's it implied rape scene. Yeah, and that always makes people real comfortable. It was supposed to be. It's a comedy movie, is what it's supposed to be, and yet they throw in a a, a scene that's implied rape. And you mean you don't laugh at rape? Like no, rape isn't funny. It's, it's not ha 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 ha, ha 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 to you. Uh, no, I mean, that's weird. I don't think it's like that anyone else either. Let's be fair. Like, there can be funny rape jokes, but the actual act of rape isn't funny. Makes sense. Like, I, I mean, not to me, but I think anything entertainment channel, we clearly have lower standards. I, I, I'm just, I'm what I'm saying is that anything can be can be made to sound funny, but obviously this isn't funny. Murder's not funny. Uh, just stuff like that. So Murder can be funny, right? No. Hey. Uh, then they have Anonymous 1 and 2, uh, which are like the Jane Doe's. Yeah, that's uh, the one we described earlier. Yeah. Iron Liz is another one. Um, apparently she wasn't even supposed to be on one of the videos and instead, you know, went with Lewis, who was uh, her boyfriend at the time. And... I guess Lewis brought like she had to drive Lewis because he didn't have a car, didn't have transport. And so she was just like, oh, I'm just going to go there. I'll hang out and stuff. And they eventually they, I guess, started making her do stuff like, oh, you're going to drive the whole crew around. Oh, you can take this stuff with you. She's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, I probably wouldn't stick around for that. Yeah. Leslie Rice. I don't know who that is. So just a lot of stuff. And. My favorite part is like they have so many things that channel awesome, the channel awesome response to all of these things is just really weird. And it's whenever a, a company does a response like that, it just sounds petty. Mm, yeah, it does. You just it need sounds, to come out. You, you, you need to admit that you did something awful and atrocious and wrong and 
probably just do the responsible thing and make sure that whatever happened there doesn't happen again, whether that's terminating the appropriate affiliate or ensuring policies are in place to keep it from happening again. Okay. If you're not doing at least that, you're not doing the bare minimum. Exactly. And if going back to the, the document, so Lindsay Ellis and Linkara, they, you know, they made the scene, they changed the scene, uh, the, what's called the transformation scene, which was the rape scene. Mm-hmm. They they made that and they they're like no we're not doing this this we're we're super uncomfortable doing this and so they ended up changing the scene and the accusation so they they would do like this is the accusation and here's our fact it says Lindsay Ellis alleges Doug Walker and Channel Awesome ignored concerns regarding regarding the quote transformation scene and their fact is. As the screenshot below shows, Lindsay was repeatedly asked for her opinion and approval on the scene before it was finalized. Lindsay even helped Doug to make the scene sound better. Now, if you read that sentence, they put quotes around better. That is an asshole move. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on, just say... Okay. Channel Awesome... Clearly has an issue with human resources. Yeah. In that they typically just treat humans as resources. Yeah. Also, uh, there's nobody on the site anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a screenshot from a while ago. There were about 40 producers. There are now two. Other than the Nostalgia Critic and, like, the main Chicago team, there's two. And one of them's doing it as a joke. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> That's, I wonder how they're allowed to continue. They must be bringing clicks, you know? Well, no, the thing is, everyone's left. Yeah, that's because that's a sinking ship. Yes. I don't blame them for leaving. But, but it's because of I the management. I blame man- them for keeping somebody who's just making a farce out of it. He really is. He is making a farce out of it, and it's hilarious. So he wants to be the last one standing because he, think he thinks it's hilarious. Sure, sure. I, I I don't rationalize it, but I guess I understand that. Yeah. Um, and then there's, so there's Brad Jones, who's the cinema snob. And I'm wondering why he hasn't made a statement about it. So I'm wondering why he's still there. And I want to say he probably owns part of the company. He probably uh, owns part of Channel Awesome. Because there are, there are four people who own Channel Awesome right now. Okay. Yeah, Channel Awesome, of course, is privately owned right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. owned by Mike Mashad, Doug Doug Walker, Rob Walker, and one other person. Because in this document, it says the Nostalgia Critic is, or Channel Awesome and all this intellectual property are owned by four people, uh, with a fifth person coming on at the end of the year. And you think that fourth is uh, Cinema Snob? I'm thinking the fourth is Cinema Snob. So, and I haven't heard anything bad about Cinema Snob. Uh, <laughs> yet yet that, that's that's where all their hr resources went to hide my, the shit, hide the my shit. friend my friend said something about jew wario and i was like ah yeah i haven't heard anything bad about jew wario and he's like go read i'm like oh no because <laughs> i really like jew wario uh, yeah it's it's kind of also hard to be you know disappointed in someone who already passed yeah um and and it i don't know it's the same thing with like Chris Benoit. I can't watch a Chris Benoit match, really. And, and he was a professional wrestler, in case you didn't know. I know of him. I don't really know why you'd be disgusted at him, though. Uh, probably because he murdered his wife and child. Oh, yeah. That would do it. Yeah. Uh, did, did, did he serve, like, 25 or something like that and come back? Uh, no, he hung himself. <laughs> oh. See, when you said you were watching videos, I was kind of confused about that. Yeah, like, oh, like I like, can't like watch... Old like old videos. Got yeah, you, like got old you. movies uh, uh, or or old like WWE network footage of him wrestling, like because you you're like, oh, he used that move on his wife. Oh no, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, um, apparently, and there was somebody who was really upset. And they were talking about how when he went and killed himself, he hung himself, but he put a towel around his neck so that it wouldn't leave a mark. Hmm. The yeah. uh, the coward's way of doing it. Exactly. So it's the and same that's thing. What with, he is. It's the same thing with Juario. Like I, I liked watching his stuff when he was still alive. Um, but now that I found out he may have done 
you know, these are allegations. They haven't been proven, but he may have done bad things. And he was released from the site for doing it. So there's got there's probably some validity to it. Yeah, it's not looking good for his case. Yeah. So, and 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 here's one thing: if it was just Allison Pregler and Mars Girls coming out and saying all these things about, uh, you know, Channel Awesome are awful and all this stuff, I would be like, ah, well. You know, that's two people. They've had 40 people that work there. Like, that's fine. It's fine. They they probably just had bad experiences. But then you go through and there's 20 other people <laughs> that are adding to this document with more coming around every single day. Um, It makes you think, okay, maybe they were awful to work for. And maybe that was a problem. So... I don't know. What do you think about this? Did you used to watch Channel Awesome a lot, or I watched Doug Walker, uh, that guy with the glasses specifically. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, like two thousand nine, two thousand. When did they start? They started around the same time as uh, as uh, Cinemassacre, didn't they? Two thousand eight, I want to say two thousand nine. Yeah, it was. I, I watched them around that time, maybe two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. I was kind of like, eh. My my problem with a lot of the reviews on websites, or not websites, but like those kind of reviews, is that they tend to get their laughs from just shouting or reacting over dramatically, and that humor just it, it it gets a chuckle once, and then the whole rest of it is just digging under my skin. With yeah, I get it, you're angry. That's why, like there there are some people, like as I was saying, uh, Leon Thomas was uh, was really good. He didn't do that shouting or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what, that's kind of, um, Doug Walker's whole thing is he just yells a lot. Yeah. And, oh, look, here's a gun. Yeah. So every once in a while, like, like Linkara does, does his comic book reviews and he normally doesn't yell. Sometimes he gets mad and yells, but the majority of the time he's pretty, pretty calm and reasonable. So I don't know. I... I used to watch a lot of these people. I watched uh, Obscurus Lupa quite a bit. I watched uh, Linkara quite a bit. Um, I'm actually following Chaos D1 because he does um, MMO Grinder. So he talks about like new free-to-play MMOs. Does he compare them all to World of Warcraft and call them WoW killers? No. Well, he does compare them all to World of Warcraft, uh, but he doesn't call them WoW killers. Um and and he doesn't compare them all to World of Warcraft. He actually just goes through like, okay, here are the game mechanics. Here's what's good. Here's what's bad. Type of thing. Here's what's so. like, wow. Yeah. Um. Here's what's like, wow. Uh. Everything else. Everything else is like, wow. Um. So uh, there's. I'm just being an asshole. Get yeah, out. Yeah. There's quite a few people I used. I watched that are on this document. Unfortunately, I don't watch a lot of them anymore. Like Allison Pregler, I kind of got bored of her stuff. I still watch Lankara quite a bit. I still watch chaos d1 but like i should probably go subscribe to leon thomas because i forgot he existed which was one of the good things about that guy with the glasses slash channel awesome is that you could go and say oh yeah i forgot about this guy and click on it and watch the video so anyway thank you for uh for listening to us ramble about this if you are interested in the drama with chaos or chaos d1 channel awesome uh you know Read through the document. It's friggin' huge. It's like reading a book. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. So, and it was worked on by a lot of different people. So, there, and and to make a document this big, there has to be something to it, in my opinion. Yeah. If you're interested in anything Channel Awesome related, it's worth taking a peek through it. Yeah. It's got a lot of behind the scenes looks. And also, they lost all of their fucking people. They have two left, and one's doing it as a joke. Come on. Yeah, not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for being here. Where can we find you, Connor? You can find me at Twitter, Cyberpunk underscore Monk. You can find me at Twitch, the Cyberpunk Monk. Are you doing anything saying, on there? Uh, not recently. I'll, I, I've been I've been thinking about it. Now that I got these Splinter Cell games, maybe I'll do that. But probably not. Uh, you can find Mr. Nathan Reeton Spruth at Reeton everywhere online. That's Twitter, at Reeton Beam. Mixer, whatever the hell it's called now, at Mixer. Twitch, which he doesn't do that much, at Mixer. Uh, you can follow us at Mixer. On... At Mixer, yeah, it's, at Mixer. it doesn't actually have on Mixer. I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please 
What, what do you do on iTunes? Give it five stars or do you give I, it a thumbs up? I, I want to say it's five star yeah, on there. G- give us five stars on iTunes because it helps Nathan, I guess. I'm not going to see any of that money, so I don't really care. I don't get do. it. I don't get money. We don't get money for this. I can get mo- I can start getting money through um, Omni Studio after we get 10,000 downloads a week. 10,000? We're not going to be there for a while. I'm lucky to get 10. <laughs> So, somebody needs to start posting this on Reddit or something. Um, yeah, I could set up a bot to do that. Do it. Just, just get some fake clicks. Yes, I'm fine with that. So, anyway, yes, you can find me everywhere. You can also follow on the Google Play Store, which Connor missed. Which is... I, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Did I forget? The Google Play Store, where yes. you could find the Reeton Entertainment Podcast? It's the Reeton Podcast on there on iTunes, because it wouldn't let me name it the Reeton Entertainment Podcast for some stupid reason, but... There's, there's probably a better podcast out there with that name already. Yes, exactly. That's that's what it is. They're not releasing episodes. That's why they're better. Yes. So, anyway, thank you for being here. We will be with you next week. Um, we're going to go play Pathfinder in like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. You excited for that, man? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Like, it's not that I don't like, I don't have fun with it. It's just, it makes my Sundays just like, okay, I got to record the podcast. I got to edit the podcast. I got to get it put up. I got to start this. And then I got to go like right into playing Pathfinder. It's just really busy. Dude. Is it too much for you? Do you need a break or something? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to have. I don't. I'm gonna have a break here soon because I'm not gonna have a job at the end of the week. Oh, I just, I, you know, I, I worry about your mental <laughs> health, man. I'm good. To... I'm good. Good. Okay. No well, worries. Anyway, thank goodbye, you. Goodbye, for... everyone. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. No bells. So what? Uh, we watch. Uh, yeah. Fucking ain't no bells, man. <laughs>